0: Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. You're listening to Faith Seeking Understanding, and I'm your host, John Green. Thanks for being along. We're going to cover two whole verses today <laughs> at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. So we are at the end of the sermon, and it's chapter 7, verses 28 and 29. Um, and, and I want to cover those just by themselves so we can wrap up the uh The teaching on the Sermon on the Mount, but but they also deserve to be out there by themselves for a couple of different reasons. So Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. Now that Basic statement right there is going to come up again and again, but usually it comes up in a different kind of context that he teaches with a different authority than the scribes. And usually it comes up in the context of he did something as well. He didn't just teach. The, the authority was shown in something that he did, whether it's healing somebody or, or driving out a demon or whatever it is. Usually, when we see this, that they were astonished because his authority, he, he taught with authority and not as their scribes. Usually, the authority is demonstrated by something that he does. But here, at the Sermon on the Mount, there, there doesn't seem to be anything that, that he did to demonstrate it there. Now he had before that because we go back to chapter 4 we see that Jesus was healing people in the region around the Galilee from Capernaum in that that area uh, but here it's just a straight up teaching. So when he finished these sayings the crowds were astonished at his teaching for he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. So what is the authority that they see in jesus that they don't see in the scribes and i'm going to contend that it was just we just looked at it last time when when jesus had said about um the the ones who will not enter the kingdom everyone not everyone who says to me lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but the one who does the will of my Father who's in heaven. That's who's going to enter the kingdom. And then, and then he tells a little bit of story about what would that would look like. And then the next thing he says is, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock. So these words of mine, if you hear and obey those things, then then you're doing the will of my Father who's in heaven and you will enter the kingdom of heaven. That's the authority Jesus taught with. He taught with the authority, he said, of himself. Even prophets who spoke for the Lord, directly for the Lord, not interpreting something, but speaking and saying, thus says the Lord, said it exactly that way. They they would differentiate between these are my words and these are God's words. Thus says the Lord, means in this place, God said, I heard, I'm telling you. Jesus doesn't say it that way. He speaks as though what he says later is actually true. I and the Father are one. So his authority, the authority they see, he was teaching as one who had authority and not as their teacher, that they see that the, the authority he's teaching with is, is that he is teaching that his words are the same as the Father's words, that if you do what Jesus tells you to do, then you will be doing the will of the Father, and therefore you will enter the kingdom of heaven. That's a pretty extraordinary claim, and they didn't miss it. <laughs> because he didn't teach like their scribes. He he didn't teach even like a prophet. He stands above the prophets in the words that he uses. He stands above Moses in the words that he uses, because where did Moses get everything he taught? God wrote it. <clears throat> God gave it directly to him. N- nobody thought that these were the words of Moses. They knew that these were the words of God. And so... <clears throat> It, it came with that authority, but, but it was it, it, it inherent in the person of Jesus. See, what would happen, and they knew it, they could all see it with Moses. All the people saw that God would meet with Moses in the tent of meeting. And, and the proof that he had met with God would be when he came out, his face was shining. And the way that I normally talk about that is, is that he's like the moon, Right? So he's been in the presence of the sun, and he's reflecting, the S-U-N, uh, he is reflecting back then the light of the sun. It's, the light's not coming from within him, it's coming, it, it is reflected from him. It's like he had a god tan. So everybody could see it, and then he would put the veil on his face because he didn't want them to see that fading. And it faded because he wasn't always with god he had a lot of work to do that's the reason jethro came along and said hey it's not good for you or the people that you be judging the people all the time you need some help and and jethro was right um in spite of the fact that i hear rabbinic teaching that says that he um made a big mistake in doing that because that set the groundwork for the spies because they didn't that that moses put them down Himself. He had carried them that far and then he put them down, is the way that some of the rabbis look at the bringing in of the elders. But God clearly um, blessed that because he said, I'll take some of the spirit that's on you and put it on them. And then they did things, they prophesied, and it authenticated that God had indeed taken the spirit from them and put it, from Moses, I mean, and put it on them. And then God also gave it to Eldad and Medad, who was in the camp. And so they're sort of the precursor of, of Paul. Y'all chose these people, okay, I'll bless your choice, but I have the ability <laughs> to choose others that of my own choosing. And so Eldad and Medad were prophesying in the camp because God took some of that spirit from Moses and he apportioned it to the 70 and and then to those two guys too. And so they all spoke utterances that God gave them. Same with Saul. When Saul's made king, he prophesied, but then we're told, and they did no more. So the Spirit didn't remain on him in the way that it remained on David throughout his life. And so that, that authority that they taught with was, was shown in a miraculous sign in the same way that Moses said, hey, if anybody's going to listen to me, why is anybody going to listen to me when I go and tell them that I'm speaking for the living God? And God said, all right, you're right. Here, I'm going to give you some signs to do to authenticate yourself. And so he gives him the signs. And then when he gives, when, when Moses does the signs to the people, then they believe in him and it authenticated him. And so so he said, I'm speaking for God. But then when God shows up on the mountain, then, then they know it's the voice of God, and they know then that Moses went up on the mountain into the cloud with God and was there for 40 days, and when he came back, he brought the law with him. And so it, it came back. He got it directly from God, and the authentication was he's been up there on the mountain in the cloud with God for the last 40 days. So we know that this is coming directly from God. Jesus has been in the wilderness for 40 days after his baptism with Satan. And then, from there, he begins the ministry. And then he's beginning to gather crowds. He calls his disciples. Crowds are beginning to gather because of the signs that he's done. And now, he teaches. But the signs that led these people to follow him initially are part of his authority. So it's part of the authority that they recognize, even though he didn't do any signs while he did this particular teaching, That at least not that Matthew tells us about, he has already done signs. They were bringing to him all who had diseases, and he healed them all. And then he did this. So the, the crowd saw that Jesus was a, a unique person. I mean, John had a prophetic message, and he had a powerful uh, anointing to preach that because the people wouldn't have come if he didn't have the anointing of God on him. But God had anointed him and appointed him for that particular work. There's a charism that's given to him, and, and God's preparing the people. So he's putting the longing in their heart for John's message and to respond to John's message by being baptized and repenting of their sins. And so John questions whether or not the Pharisees who come have that same prompting of the Spirit or whether they're just coming out because they're jealous or, and they, they don't want these people to think less of them because they're rejecting John. And we see that when Jesus asked the question, the, that John, was, was it of God or of man? And so they can't answer that because that will get them in trouble with the people. So John was right, but John's a prophet, and, and John doesn't do anything. He doesn't do any miracles or signs or anything like that, but he gives prophetic words, and those prophetic words came true. Not in John's lifetime, not fully at least, but later. And so John was proven to be a true prophet. So here what we get is Jesus is teaching with authority. Well, and as I said, the authority is that all the others, Moses, David, all the prophets, they're appealing to God said this. Jesus says, if you do the will of my Father who's in heaven, then you'll enter the kingdom of heaven. And then immediately says, anyone who hears and does what I say, these words of mine, will be like a man who's built his house on the rock. And so the authority that Jesus teaches with is different because he's not appealing to God said, thus saith the Lord. He is saying that when I speak, You're hearing the voice of the father I speak truth in a way that no one else can speak truth I don't appeal to a higher authority because I and the father are one which is what he will ultimately say not here but he says that ultimately so now then you got to contrast that with the scribes because that's the way he taught was with authority not as their scribes Jesus had authority the scribes had to appeal to authority scribes didn't teach in their own name they, they would appeal like like every good anglican does we'll appeal to c.s lewis you know c.s lewis said this c.s lewis said that spurgeon said this spurgeon said that um who else uh, chesterton said this that or the other thing we we pastors tend to you can tell who a pastor really likes but who they appeal to regularly right it, it buttresses what i'm saying to show you that if I tell you that C.S. Lewis said this, then then you're likely to enjoy it better. <laughs> you're, you're likely to think more highly of it than if just, well, John said it. So that's the way that scribes taught. They appealed to rabbinic sources that were above them. That They, they would appeal to them rather than saying, I say this. So when Jesus will say things like, you've heard it said— Da, 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 in ages past, but I say, uh, a scribe never going to do that. A scribe is never going to do that. A scribe is going to he could say, "You've heard it said, X and such," but Rabbi so and so and Rabbi so and so and Rabbi so and so all said this, and so there you go. And, and they're, so they're they're not taking positions as, as clearly. That they're appealing to greater sources because the the understanding among uh, that culture at that time was is that 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 whatever was before was greater. So that um, when when Jesus makes the appeal about David, you you know you, you're claiming kind of to be greater than David here, and he said, well, David said, my Lord said, you know, I said to my Lord, blah blah blah. He, he says. I, I was before David. David is clearly talking about a Messiah as one who came before him, not as one who comes after him. So David's recognizing him as my Lord says that that he's greater than David, which means he came before David. And then they do the same thing with Abraham. They ask him that question. And he says, before Abraham was, I am. Now, he said two different things there that, that set him off, right? Before Abraham was, I am, is to say, you, you really? Because they say, you know, hey, you're not even 50 years old. And so he, he, he appeals to that and says that I, was, I existed before Abraham. And, and now they think he's insane. And it is. It's a ludicrous claim, right? <laughs> if any man on earth today made that claim, we would reject him immediately. Jesus, however, had authenticated himself in so many different ways that, at least in his case, there had to be some benefit of the doubt-ish question that comes up with that. And so that, that's one offense Jesus has, is that I, I, I predate Abraham, therefore my authority is greater than Abraham. And then, he, he, then also he says, before Abraham is, I am, well, that's when they pick up stones. Why did they do that? Not because he was crazy in claiming to be older than Abraham. No, nope, because he said, I am, at the end of that sentence, rather than I was. He is claiming equality with Yahweh. <clears throat> and so, he, he, he is. So, some of the claims that he makes to equality with God are a little bit hidden and opaque to us in ways that wouldn't have been hidden and opaque to them. And so what they recognize here is that Jesus doesn't appeal to any human authority to establish his teaching. That's how scribes taught. That's how everybody taught. The only time anybody claimed God said were the prophets and Moses. But here, Jesus claims to be speaking directly for God. He's able to fully interpret the Word of God. And to tell him, hey, these are the things that are important. You need to do these things. You need to obey my teaching if you're going to be part of the kingdom. So the authority he teaches with is the authority that doesn't appeal to any other human authority. It doesn't need that authority. That authority adds nothing. It doesn't mean that he's always in disagreement with human authority because the the rabbis at the time would have said the same thing he did about the first and great commandment being to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Nobody would have disagreed with that. And, And then the summary of the rest of the law is love your neighbor as yourself. Everybody would have said, well done. And nobody would have disagreed with him on that. So it's not that Jesus is in disagreement with human teachers. He doesn't appeal to them, though, because he has higher authority than they do. And so they, they could get things right. It's possible that they did. But Jesus is the definitive word. And if he appeals to other authorities, then he's not the definitive word. But he's not relying on any man, any human authority to authenticate or substantiate his teaching. And that's how Jesus taught with an authority that was not like the scribes. But I believe there was also something else to it. That's harder to get at as far as our understanding is concerned. But but I believe that it's no less true. And that what it says is they were astonished at his teaching, that it had this other authority. And, and I believe that what it did have, more than anything else, was the Holy Spirit and the ring of truth. They knew that it was true and authoritative. In other words, we don't need to check with five different rabbis to see if they all agree on this teaching we can hear for ourselves and recognize that what this man teaches is the truth. It's not one aspect of the truth where other truths are possible. This man's teaching truth. And I believe that's why they were astonished. But, but I do believe, again, it's authenticated by those miracles that he did, those healing miracles that he did prior to all this that caused them to follow him to start with. And now he has the opportunity to teach them, and he shows that he teaches with an authority that's not like the religious leaders of the day. In the same way, John didn't appeal to any of them. He appealed to the prophets, but he didn't appeal to any human authority at the time. John stood outside and preached into, and that's the kind of authority Jesus had, but he had it at a a level that no one could ever approximate As the Son of God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.